Shabbat Shalom. We are getting ready to enter into the Shabbat of Parashah Vayera. It's been a wonderful week of defying nature, going beyond uh, nature, transcending the natural, getting into the supernatural. And once you get into the supernatural, it's important to know that you're supposed to bring that down into the natural realm. And once that happens, that becomes the new level of natural. In other words, the reality that the Kohen Hagadol experienced in the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur, he was to bring that back and bring it into his household and and affect also into every household of Israel. So one of the biggest things with this week's Torah portion is that Sarah Imenu, Sarah, our, our mother, our matriarch, she was 90 years old. And it's just kind of like, what is going on that you think that I'm going to give birth to a baby? The way of women has passed me. And it's so crazy because at the end of the parsha, it ends with the birth of Rivka, who is the wife of her child. Which, if you think about these two miraculous births, you have the perpetuation of the legacy of Abraham and Sarah. And it basically comes out of the most craziest paradigm of how is this possible? So much so that Sarah was able to nurse other children besides Yitzhak. There were people who came from all around the world to rejoice with Abraham and Sarah upon the birth of Yitzhak. And there's a whole lot about how could Abraham give birth to Yitzhak because as Kabbalah teaches, Yitzhak is related to what is known as Givorah, strict judgment, strict justice, and severity. And Abraham is known as Chesed, loving kindness. And it's just kind of like, how can loving kindness give birth to some something of such a level, such a attribute, such a midah. And what's crazy is Yitzhak is synonymous with love and also with rejoicing. So what do you mean that there's this level of rejoicing and uh, connections to love through one who is considered to be the personification of Gevura? Well, there's a lot more you could say on that, but uh, the, the coolest thing is that just remembering that as it is with the Torah portion, so it is with reality each week, is that we are to live with the Torah portions and to be able to uh, ask Hashem to help us with this. And also to remember that Gevura is the second blessing of the the 18 benedictions that we recite three times a day. And it's all about Hashem being the one who is all-powerful there is no one like him and he causes salvation to sprout and i wanted to share something from one of the super friends aka my fellow ruminator shlomo ben david may he live and be well he shared this with me and i just wanted to share it with you one of the uh, the best things to understand about judaism is that we need to be mindful of how we live how we treat other people, 
it's one thing to get a lot of head knowledge and to study and get into the depths of the books, if you will, and go into Pardes and things like that. But there's a reason why we have what is known as Halacha, Jewish law. Because if you take that away from everything that you have, you're operating in sorcery. So, if we look at this from Admor Yeshua, he speaks about this in Matthew 6, 14 through 15, and also in Matthew 5, 21 through 24. Starting with the first passage, it says, For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will not forgive yours. There's a blessing of forgiveness also in the 18 benedictions. We ask Hashem for forgiveness. And during these 18 benedictions, again, this is known as the Shemoni Esrei, the 18 blessings, or the Amidah, or known as when you're standing praying. Now, when Admor Yeshua was teaching us about this, he said, if you have something against your brother, leave your offering at the altar and go make it right. Well, when we pray the Shemoni Esrei, this was corresponding to the times when the offerings were going up. So how are you going to ask Hashem for forgiveness when you don't have something that you have forgiven someone else for? And if you haven't sought forgiveness from someone else, because Hashem takes care of the sins between you and him, but not between you and another person. It's up, it's up on us to do that. And it goes on in the next passage. You have heard that our fathers were told, do not murder, and that anyone who commits murder will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who nurses anger against his brother will be subject to judgment. That whoever calls his brother, you good for nothing, a.k.a. Rasha, will be brought before the Sanhedrin. And by the way, this could also be allegorically applied to the heavenly Sanhedrin. There is a Sanhedrin above. It's called the heavenly court, the Bet Din of Shemaim. You don't want none of that. <laughs> and it says uh, that whoever says fool incurs the penalty of burning in the fire of Gehenna. So if you're offering your gift at the temple altar and remember there that your brother has something against you, leave your gift. Notice how the offering is likened to a gift. It's not that we're trying to do this thing to get right with God. It's, it's really about sharing uh, our hearts and our love, unifying with Hashem. Leave your gift where it is by the altar and go and make peace. Oh, say shalom. And this is what we say at the conclusion of our Shemona Yisrael time. We ask Hashem to make peace in the heights, upon us, and upon all Yisrael. And we do this after we take three steps back with the last final bowing of our prayer time. We do seven bow times during the, uh, the prayer. And the last three times that we bow are during this time we're asking Hashem to make peace. And remember, when we bow, it's bending the knees, which is connected to the word barek which is to bend the knee and this is the root of baruch so if you really want blessing it should be from you through bended knee doing what you can to make peace and be a messenger of it and it says this is from lakute maharon 1 3 it is through this that all the prayers and petitions are accepted for the main reason the requests are not accepted is that the words lack grace 
and do not penetrate the heart of the one being asked. It is as if there were no place in his heart for the words to enter because the petitioner is lacking the grace needed for the words to enter the heart of the one he petitions. Lakute Maharon 1, 3. So if you think about it, Hashem is the shade at our right hand, as it says in the Tehillim and the Psalms. And if we're doing something down here, it's going to reflect up there. So if you're making no space for forgiveness here, there is no space for forgiveness there. Chasve Chalila, Hashem forbid that we take away that space. And may it be Hashem's will that we all make that space and re experience the reception and the receiving of the face of the Mashiach now. Shabbat Shalom.